Don't you turn against me. I felt a great disturbance in the force, as if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. You thunder against me! You have done that yourself! Release your anger. Only your hatred can destroy me. Hello, and welcome to Who Shot First, a Star Wars controversy podcast, your one-stop shop for all controversies that have plagued the Star Wars universe. I'm your host, Alex, and with me is our other host, Ethan. And today we get to talk about George Lucas's favorite character, Jar Jar Binks. Is that his favorite character? Is that confirmed? It is. That is confirmed. <laughs> he, has, he, has, he has said it multiple times. Is um, he just saying that to troll everybody? Because that can't, can't confirm or deny, but I I believe right. that's his his official statement. But okay, um, oh, that's a trap. So. Correct. So we are now in episode four of our wonderful podcasting awesomeness. Yes, we're rolling along. We're rolling along, and we're slowly developing and getting better. I think. And that's right. See. Yes, we will see how this all ends up. Yeah, but uh, yes, yeah, we, will. we are going to focus on Jar Jar Binks in the Phantom Menace, as this is part two of our Phantom Menace controversies. Uh, we'll be yes. doing three parts. Uh, next week, we'll be doing mini chlorians, so that'll be <laughs> uh, oh, but yeah. continuing. With this, <laughs> what do you think, Ethan, of Jar Jar Binks? Oh, I, I can't stand him. I think that you know, I get that you wanted to have like the goofy flapstick kind of character and stuff, but he just, he, he sticks around too long and he adds virtually nothing to the movie other than guiding the Jedi through to the, you know, the Gungan city. And I'm blanking on the name of that city now, but if they had just left him there, then I would have been fine with the character. Like, okay, yeah, he's kind of annoying, like, but okay, he served a purpose. He got them to the city and and that was it. Then he stayed behind because the whole we need a guide through the the water to get there. The he didn't guide them at all. He didn't he offered nothing to the sub or anything like that. He was just totally useless. He he you know, the entire time the entire movie, he's just a constant drag on the characters. He, he, he yeah. It, I, I get no enjoyment out of watching him in any of the scenes. And it's just, I, I don't like the way he talks. I don't like the way just his, his stupidity, his stupidity is exhausting. It's just, yeah, <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. I will also say, I find that interesting. I, I will say that both of us are not huge fans of his because we were both the target audience of yeah, Jar Jar true. Binks when it, when it came <laughs> out. We, mm-hmm. we both were kids at the time when it came out. So I find that interesting that neither of us like him really. But there are a lot of people who do enjoy his antics and him as, a hum- as, a, as an alien. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> there's other theories that we'll, we'll discuss. So yes, both of us are not huge fans. I will do my best to give you the arguments for him 
and okay. uh, and then we'll go into some some negatives. Just letting everybody else know beforehand, I let Ethan know last week that we were doing this, and that there are criticisms of Jar Jar being a racist character, and he had no idea that that had happened. I had not heard that. So, uh, yes, I was. Very... I mean, for, I, I yes, I was unaware. But then I suppose the more I think about it and analyze the character uh, from that perspective, it makes sense. I can Correct. see how, but, yeah. 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 Correct. But again, you are the person who it was aimed at of the young kid is it to not think a ton about it. So, yep. Right. So let's get started with our positive. All right, let's get the positives out of the way. This is where the fun begins. The biggest argument for Jar Jar is that he was designed for kids. His, his antics and all that kind of stuff was designed for kids to love him. Right. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Jar Jar was loved by many children, but for the most part was despised by fans of the original trilogy who felt the character was too out of place. They're saying that mo most fans who were kids loved him and people who were older, who it was not aimed at, found out that they liked him less or yeah. yes george lucas actually talked to uh the bbc's Newsnight uh, in 1999 about the character insisting that jar jar binks's poor reception was because he'd made a film for children something older star wars fans didn't want to admit and besides he'd added didn't some people hate characters like r2d2 or the ewoks in the earlier films <laughs> the movie hated r2d2 <laughs> I, I don't actually know, but yeah. according to, this, is, this is according to George, direct quote from George, <laughs> the movies are for children, but they don't want to admit that. In the first film, they absolutely hated R2 and C-3PO. In the second film, they didn't like Yoda, and in the third one, they hated the Ewoks, and now Jar Jar is getting accused of the same thing. Seriously? People didn't like Yoda? Uh, that's what he's claiming? That's what he's claiming. Ah. Uh. That seems far-fetched, and I don't know. I just, it's hard for me to believe that nobody liked Yoda having watched the whole Empire Strikes Back and seeing how, yeah, he's goofy in the beginning, but turns out wise and amazing later. I don't know. I can sort of see people having, like, why is there a puppet here? And, like, the, oh. in the initial, re initial reactions... But I don't see anywhere near any kind of the vitriol that um, the Ewoks or uh, Jar Jar got. Like R2-D2 C-3PO yeah. may have gotten like small criticisms. And just like Yoda, I think, got small criticisms. But he's trying to loop them all together. But Yeah, yeah. I don't deny that he's aimed at kids. Um, and I won't deny that a lot of people, especially back when these films first came out, they ref a lot of people didn't admit that they these movies were for kids they were like this is for me the guy who watched the original trilogy and which we have already discussed there's some validity to it there's some not right it's, yeah so the next great thing about jar jar banks is that he was actually incredibly innovative for the the time with cgi he is a completely CGI'd character, the first of his kind. So according to 
Den of Geek. So he was the poster boy for the movie's next-gen visual effects, a walking embodiment of how CGI could revolutionize the storytelling in the Star Wars universe. In pre-release interviews, Lucas often talked about his frustration at having to deal with the constraints of prosthetics, miniatures, and other analog effects in the original trilogy. It was when he saw the CGI dinosaurs at play in his old friend's Steven Spielberg's Jurassic Park that he came to realization. Now, finally, his wildest storytelling dreams could be realized. Hmm. Lucas's original plan was to have Best perform his scenes as Jar Jar in a full costume with only the character's head replaced using CGI. It was only after $100,000 had been spent on the physical Jar Jar outfit that Lucas's effects team came to the conclusion that the effects shots could be completed more quickly if the character was entirely computer generated. Wow, $100,000 Jar Jar Binks costume. <laughs> it's crazy to me as well, just thinking that it's cheaper to do the whole thing than to just do a piece. Right. Even back then, at, the, at that time. Like, it's you're like, you got to do the whole thing. Yeah. It's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> so it was that ILM began creating a groundbreaking process of performance character and animation to turn Best into Binks. On set, Lucas encouraged Best, a naturally physical performer, to play up the clumsy comic angle of his character. This was, after all, a Gungun, an amphibious creature banished from his home because of his hapless nature. On land, he's even more prone to getting into trouble. So those quotes were from Den of Geek, but yes, that's George's feeling that they he was a comedic character and aimed at yep. kids. I mean, I don't deny that. It's just that it just seems so over the top. You can have characters that are targeted at kids, you know, that yeah, still serve a, a purpose to the plot. Uh, and, and not Basically, you know what I'm trying to say, that like, yeah. yeah, you know, you can have characters that are goofy and funny that aren't super annoying. Correct. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, go, we'll go a little more into that in the, the negative side. Okay. Um, to explain that. Yes. But so now with all that out of the way, the biggest, biggest two takeaways are it was incredibly innovative for him to do a, a completely CGI character. He was the first of his kind and that he is aimed at kids and he's right. designed to get laughs from kids. Yep. Those are the two big Big hallmarks for Jar Jar Binks. Now we're going to dive into the, not criticisms, but this is, this is uh, the people saying that he's not racist. That he's not racist. Not racist. There okay. are arguments, because we'll get into the arguments of that if he is, but there's a lot of, a lot has been said about how he is not racist. Right. Um, and so in order to, to get into both of those, we will see that but according to george lucas himself how in any credible way could you take an orange amphibian and say that this was a racial stereotype for african americans just because somebody has an accent doesn't make them stereotype of a particular thing critics aren't creators they're destroyers and i don't think any creative person will ever argue with me about that (laughs) okay so absolute. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. 
That came from a specific salon interview that we're going to talk about later, but he was at a college uh, around 2003, 2004, and he, and a, and a student asked him about Jar Jar, and that was his response. And he was very upset with her, and basically she derailed the entire, like, class, because she was, he was there, like, helping with the class, and it, oh. it derailed it. He was so frustrated with the, with the question that he just kind of wow. went on a, a tear about critics. But yeah, so. Yikes, okay. <laughs> so, we'll see. We'll, we'll get into that a little deeper. According to IndieWire, Ovid Best, this, this quote comes a little bit more from like how Ovid Best was treated, which, again, I totally and completely unequivocally disagree with how he was treated. Because he considered, he was at a point where he considered suicide with how awful fans were to him. And that oh, is completely, yeah. completely unacceptable. Yeah. Because again, absolutely. it wasn't, it wasn't him doing it. It was George, right. the character itself. He was just doing his job. Yes. So. Exactly. But, exactly. Right. But according to, to Ovid, I was called every racial stereotype you can imagine. There was the criticism of being this Jamaican broken dialect, which was offensive because I'm West Indian descent. I'm not Jamaican. So Ovid was upset that he was being called Jamaican when his, his descendant, he is a descendant of West Indian. Ah, but right. Of his, of the, uh, the argument. But according to the, that was from IndieWire, and in the Baltimore Sun, the folks who see racial and ethnic stereotypes in The Phantom Menace are making leaps of logic so far afield that they can't even be measured in light years. The folks who rail against perceived racial and ethnic stereotypes in Phantom Menace should simply admit that they just plain old don't like the movie. Okay. They aren't really arguing. I mean, they're just, I don't know. They're not really arguing. They don't really have a whole lot of like argument as to how it's not racist. It's Correct. just sort of declaring that it's not and, you know. Yep. Like, that's that's kind of how it goes. Yep. Yeah, right. I don't have a counter argument, but you're just no. wrong. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then in a CNN, CNN critique of the film, this is best. This is best saying. Not only do I think that has no validity, I think it's really stupid to anyone to put their own prejudices and their own homophobia on a complete fantasy movie. People who go through life with race-tinted glasses looking for some sort of offensive statement, offensive image, offensive gesture, when in fact, maybe it's just a character. Now, I will say that was a long time ago. So I was just gonna back ask, in 2004, that... That, one, that one was quite, quite a bit long ago with current yeah. events happening. That was his statement back then. I okay. don't know how he feels now. Right. I think he would probably be a little more open-minded with other uh, people's uh, thoughts on- And feelings, they sure. And feelings and how they perceive life. Yeah. So that is all I have for positives. There is one thing before we dive into the negatives. Have you heard the Darth Jar Jar theory? Oh, that he's a Sith Lord? Yes. Yes, I've heard that. 
Okay. Do you know any of the information of like that there's actual stuff that makes sense? Have you seen any like videos or anything? Um, not videos, but or like know, articles. I've seen, I've seen, you know, right. Articles and, and, and sort of like tweets and pictures of how, or, you know, memes of how it's supposed to make sense, but okay, nothing concrete. The, the biggest argument for it right now is that Jar Jar Binks, the reason Jar Jar Binks seems so weird in Phantom Menace and, or, or actually, what do you know about the Darth Jar Jar, um, why don't you let me know? What do you know about it? Oh, just that he was like a Sith Lord and that something about how like he orchestrated things in Star Wars in the in the later episodes or like was behind a lot of things or something like that. Okay. Nothing nothing too specific. I, I nothing too think. specific. Okay. Yeah. The theory is that the reason Jar Jar feels so odd in Phantom Menace is that he was deliberately written that way. He was deliberately written to be this clumsy oaf in the sense that he would become a Yoda-type Sith character. In the very beginning of Empire Strikes Back, Yoda is the like not using his Force powers, and he's just like a crackety old man. And right. hitting and everything and then it turns out to be Just that he is it's an act yeah. because there's actually some like i don't have you ever seen the movie or heard of the movie drunken master no okay so drunken master is a type of like martial arts it's an actual type of martial arts where it looks like you're drunk but oh, really? you are actually doing everything on purpose and so you an move, actual, yeah. It's an actual, and there was there's a video that I will attach to our show notes and everything, and I can send it over to you. But it shows that there are a lot of his actions, especially when in the first movie when he's being like when he's shooting things with the the droid on his foot and oh, stuff like yeah, that, yeah. and how lucky he gets with that. <laughs> Right. And and how he's moving and stuff like that, there's it lines up a little <laughs> bit of it being drunken yeah. master. Also, a lot of his life is like he's just lucky. And as right. according to Obi-Wan, there's no such thing as luck. <laughs> so yeah. the the argument is that he's subtly using his Sith powers, but George then rewrote the character after such huge backlash that he got. Uh, the argument is that he then saw, oh my gosh, everybody hates Jar Jar. And so <laughs> then he rewrote the character. And so there are pieces that are still in the rest of the film, like when Jar Jar gives emergency powers to Palpatine. That that's a piece that was still written in, and Jar Jar was supposed to have a bigger role. <laughs> wow! In the rest of the films, now is this the, now? Okay, so is this all speculation, though, or is that? Yeah, oh, oh, it's complete speculation. But there's yeah, people who have okay. done like research and have looked uh, at like in-depth 
thought process of how George works and like they've okay. thought about things where, so like, yes, it's complete speculation. There's yeah, never, okay. it's, and again, it can't be anything else because he, if he was rewritten, if, 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 right. if, if he was supposed to be Darth Jar Jar, he was rewritten. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're not a, you're not a fan. Given the character I, I've come to know, it just seems almost absurd to think that he's a, a secret Sith Lord. And just, I've seen pictures of, or people who have, you know, created drawings of what that might look like. Yeah. Just seeing just his, you know, his hooded figure with, you know, his, his ears coming out of the cloak is just in his duckbill mouth. It just looks <laughs> ridiculous. So I'm not sure it would have worked even if they, if it had turned out that way, people might have. If it turned out he was a Sith Lord and it was written that way, you know, I, there probably would have been a whole different round of backlash from that. That people are like, "Are you kidding me? This bumbling idiot turns out to be like a Sith Lord." I could see people being upset with that. You know, had that become a reality, or the first time we'd seen that. Okay, well, that perfectly leads us into our next section. Because our next section there are the negatives of Jar Jar Binks. And so here we go. All right. Kick us off. <laughs> I got a bad feeling about this. So we're going with our simple and unfunny. So that's where our, our leadoff comes in. Is right. A lot of people think it's, he's just too simple of a character. Too dumb and completely unfunny. According to Cheat Seat, Jar Jar Binks was written off as another example of a Lucas character becoming too simplified for an intelligent audience. Yes. So I, he's, he's asking the audience to be completely idiots in order to... That's what this argument is. I'm not saying, again, when we're saying this, like, I'm not saying people who like him are idiots or anything, but it's that argument of, yep, you have to be a simpleton to like him. Right. Again, he's unfunny and doesn't really fit. So Jar Jar's sense of humor clashed with what was otherwise a tragic fable of Empire, replete with political entanglements and dull Senate meetings. That was according to Screen Prism. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, like he is this funny character, supposed to be funny character that's just going off and being crazy. And yeah. then we're putting him into a sudden Senate meeting or a Senate chamber. And you're like, what is this? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, why is he even there? <laughs> so the, and the best, fact that, and the fact that he becomes a Senator Naboo is just a whole other thing. Yes. <laughs> so the best actual like example that I found for somebody to explain like why Jar Jar Banks is so unliked I yeah. found on like a, a qura.com. So that's a, a website that asks questions. And somebody asked like, why is Jar Jar Binks so not liked? And so oh, okay. uh, this, this, this person on there listed, made a list and gives a list. So I'm going to read, read you his list here. So Lucas decided the best way to make Jar Jar funny was to use every shortcut he could come up with. The comedy writer's handbook contains a number of quick cheats and Lucas used them all. He made Jar Jar stupid. The guy is just as dimwit and clueless in every way. He made him a coward. 
Jar Jar is scared of everything. He made him greedy. Jar Jar's appetite gets him into trouble all the time. He made him clumsy. If he can fall off something, he will. He gave him a silly voice. He threw in some PG-rated scatological humor. Jar Jar gets farted on and steps in poop because stepping in poop <laughs> is apparently funny. That's, yeah, hilarious. He also gave him a stolen catchphrase, which he overused, how wooed. All of which Channel meant you. Jar Jar was, had no sense of character. He was just a collection of comedy shortcuts, which were all overused whenever possible. He wasn't funny. He was just a mess. Yes. <laughs> I, I agree with everything on that list. It's everything you just said is true of the character. All of these sort of run-of-the-mill, seen-it-a-million-times character traits of a goofy, you know, supposed-to-be-funny character. And you're, you're right. It, it, yeah, this movie is treating us like we're idiots this, with this character. The argument is it's treating us like we're children. Uh, right. But because it is ch child-based, that's the argument. Yes. Well, that's not how I <laughs> perceive it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's basically the most written out piece of it that, yeah. Or there's actually one more, one more great quote from Urbo.com. So to compare C-3PO and Jar Jar Binks, which according to George, everybody hated C-3PO too. C-3PO was always frightened, but he wasn't stupid. Jar Jar is stupid. <laughs> In short, fans struggled to see any silver lining when it comes to an obnoxious and ineffective Jar Jar Binks. There's no real redeeming or valiant quality underneath his bumbling persona. Nope. So that's the, the final piece okay. we have on that. Do you have any, any more thoughts on his simpleton aspect criticism? Uh, I think I've said all I want to say about All you want to say about his. that? Okay. about his ridiculousness yeah okay another criticism is that he the character itself had lucas had too much control over the character mm. so this is where it, it it helps out best a lot because a lot of people criticized avid best and this kind of explains of like avid best actually didn't have a ton of control over the character he want right. like he did it exactly how george wanted to so according to Best, I saw an innocence in the character, Best said in an interview with the Philadelphia Inquirer. I saw the honesty of the character. I saw the awkward kid who didn't fit in. I was definitely the kid who didn't fit in. That's why I identified with the character. George had a very specific idea in mind how the character was supposed to go. He was very much, he very much wanted him to be more of a Buster Keaton than anything else. I gave him a lot of stuff. I was really, still am, into martial arts and acrobatics. So in my mocap audition, I was doing backflips and high kicks. It was more like athletics, and he kept trying to pull me back from being so athletic and being a lot more lanky and long and silly. I eventually picked it up at the end of the mocap audition, and he was like, okay, and walked out of the room. <laughs> so Best wow. saw an innocence to the character and identified with like sticking out and tried to put his own like flair on it and 
George kind of told him to not do that. Yeah, man. See, that's, uh, you know, you really feel for the guy when you read stuff like that. Like he, he, he tried to, he tried to make the character something out of a, out of this character and yeah, no one deserves the, the backlash and the heat he got from that. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So are you ready to dive into the, the race stuff? Okay. We'll tread lightly. Tread lightly, but yes. Yep. Uh, so according to Cheat Sheet, from the outset, the assumption has been that Jar Jar Banks was just an annoying comic foil and a near racist one. Many pointed out the egregious West Indies type of language Jar Jar uttered and how inappropriate it was in times of more racial sensitivity. Are they talking about like him saying stuff like, like, like Misa and, and like... What? Just to, like how he sounds. He sounds like the, sounds. He sounds Jamaican. Yeah, he's, he's, okay. He makes those intonations, stuff like that. Okay. Of, I, can, I can see that. Yeah. So this is where I was told you I was going to blow your mind. So Peter Serafonowitz, I'm saying his name wrong. He is the voice <laughs> of Maul in Phantom Menace. And this is oh, his, yeah. this is his, his, his opinion on Phantom Menace as a whole, but again, pieced with, with Jar Jar. It reminds me of if you're watching channel four during the day and there's an old black and white film on and someone's in blackface and they just bought this film for eight pounds to show and nobody's checked it. It was like the most racist film of the 20th century. Wow. That's what he said? That's what he says about it. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Uh, I certainly didn't know that 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 people had such like I guess I didn't realize just how just how controversial this this character was cuz when it came out I was just a kid and, you know I didn't understand stuff like that and I guess you know growing up it never really came up. At least well, you don't watch it very often, do you? No. I may yeah. I maybe watch it once every two years if that if that so yeah again you're not you're not seeing the new pieces but yeah right then according to cnn michael dyson a professor of african-american studies at columbia university was interviewed about jar jar and he states there was something about his demeanor that suggests suggested blackness and that suggested more specifically stereotypical blackness I think that I immediately knew that there was some stereotypical elements to this character that suggested black culture, the way he spoke, the way he walked. Even when he said Misa, taken very quickly, it could be like Massa, Massa. Ah. What I'm suggesting is that George Lucas has tapped into unconsciously some racist and stereotypical conceptions of blackness that need to be identified. Hold on a minute, we find this problematic. A big thing that he's saying there is that he's not necessarily saying George Lucas is racist. Right. He's saying that George Lucas has just unconsciously tapped into some things that he has seen that are that Yes. And this is kind of what we're dealing with today of the unconscious racism or stereotyping. Right. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I, I really should go back and, and rewatch the whole movie now just to sort of 
just to sort of uh, see the character with new eyes and new perspective now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I, I'm sure I'll watch those scenes again and and have new have a new understanding and and of where people are coming from. Yes, because there are a lot yeah. of people that, and I don't know how much history like you know about, but they do a there. There's a lot of connection back to to African American minstrels in the in the early like. 1920s especially of mm. like blackface people in blackface doing the stereotypical in that yes. they thought african-americans were were stupid and they did that kind of that stereotypical action act right right and so they they very much there's a there's a there's a movie out called george Pe- the people versus george lucas there are a lot of people who don't like it because it's they view it as a lot of people just be, a lot of fanboys being mad at George Lucas. There is a portion of the film that talks about Jar Jar Binks and kind of relates him back to of how there is a bit of racism. And again, not saying that he deliberately was like, yep, this is, we're going to be a racist character. It's that he just, yeah. it's in, in his brain, he was just like, I want to do this and this is funny and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, like this is problematic here. Sure. And I think, and I think that's one of the biggest things that a lot of people have a problem with, and especially with that uh, the, the interview that I talked about earlier with the girl who brought up uh, issues with she brought up issues with him. It's not yeah, yeah. we're not when people are being critic. From what I've read and found, and George's reactions and everything, he is one of the worst film critics or film like he cannot take criticism yes and so when when people bring up like we think this character has problematic elements he immediately goes into defensive mode and immediately just says nope not racist i don't know what you're talking about you're terrible like and basically he thinks they're calling him racist Uh and at the time, they weren't. They were just saying, like, hey, these are problematic elements that you should analyze and look right, at. and address. And yeah. address them and say, like, hey, I didn't realize that he was this – I didn't realize I had these thoughts, and I didn't realize he came out that way. I'm sorry that you perceived him that way. Because, again, it's not how you or I perceive something. If there's a whole – like, both you and I are white, and if we watch something we don't perceive, we're like, this is – we could watch something and go, yep, that's totally fine. And then somebody else that we know who's African-American or Asian or Mexican or whatever, they could watch something and go, that seems like that's demeaning to me. A hundred percent. And you're just like, <clears throat> okay. And we can't, we can't just go, well, I don't feel demeaned. So it's not racist. Exactly. Right. You know, uh, Right. We exactly. We can't. We can't tell them that it's not racist when when we have no idea. Right. And so it's yeah. again that kind of thought process that needs to be brought into. We need to think about it. And but in that article, so she so he got really really angry at her. Like this, yeah. George got really angry at this this writer um, and basically said. Like he actually, and actually like pulled her aside after 
the, the class and said, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> he said that. He did, according, according to her, okay. which I, I totally yeah. believe. And according to her, she was not necessarily trying to call him out and say like, hey, this is a racist character. She was yeah. more asking him what kind, like, how do you respond to this kind of perception and stuff right. like that. And his perception immediately goes to negative and just how terrible. To finish it up, that article, she states, accents in and of themselves may not be stereotypical, but it's the overall image of Jar Jar that smacks of racism. His buffoonery, gait, appearance. One journalist thought his ears were reminiscent of dreadlocks and word choice all combined to make him offensive. Lucas refused to even entertain the possibility his work might contain such stereotypes. Hmm. You can defend each piece on its own, yes. You can defend accents, okay? Yep, you don't have, you're not racist if you have an accent. You're not racist if you're stupid. You're not racist right. if you do these things. But because they're, you put them all together, that's what makes it offensive. Yes. So. And uh, I think that, right, that he doesn't, he can't even acknowledge that fact or that, that he did anything wrong or, you know, even unintentionally, which, you know, I, I'm assuming I, I was unintentional, <laughs> but the fact that you can't even take a step back and, and, and look at it from, from their perspective and, you know, admit, oh yeah, you know what, I can see how you would, how that, how you can see how that looks now and, and maybe I should have done something differently. And it just, it just kind of surprises me a lot that, that he's not even willing to do that. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're going to go deeper into George Lucas, the person. He's going to have his own couple episodes just right. because, yeah, there's just so much about him to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And, and not to diminish this, this kind of criticism, but George can't take criticism from anybody. Right. He, he, like anything, he immediately defends. So just because this has to do with race or anything is not specific to him, but it's still something that needs to be talked about. Absolutely. So, heavy topic, eh? Yeah. Only took, only took four episodes to, to, to dive into the controversial, like the real heavy-duty controversial stuff. Yeah. Yep. But we will get happier, or, or not as deep, I guess. Yeah, with our, intense. We'll not get as intense as next time with midi-chlorians. Oh, boy. My favorite. Tell us how you really feel. I hate them. <laughs> but we'll get there. We'll get I'll, there. We'll save all that bottled up uh, frustration for that episode. <laughs> Correct. All right. So that's our it. show. Never tell us the odds. Never tell us the odds. Never tell me the odds. You can find us on Twitter at who shot one SW pod. That's who shot one SW pod. And you can find us on email with who shot first SW pod at gmail.com. That's who shot first SW pod at gmail.com. People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Mm -hmm.
Oh, really? You're cold? I don't know. I have a bad feeling about this. I felt a great disturbance in the force, as if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. Don't you turn against me. Before the dark time. You underestimate my power! You thunder against me! You have done that yourself! I find your lack of faith disturbing. Lancelot Palpatine is evil! From my point of view, the Jedi are evil! Release your anger. Only your hatred can destroy me. Bring balance to the Force! Not leave it in darkness! You're not with me. Then you're my enemy. Now you have become the very thing you swore to destroy. You were the chosen one!